Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Do you miss the glory days of talk radio where the hosts knew their stuff and were not spreading fake stories? What would it be like if those same hosts could speak their mind and not have to answer to management for it? I have just the thing for you. Spencer Hughes Podcast Adventures is the new show from Spencer Hughes, formerly of Fox News Radio and a host of other places. For as little as $1 a month, you can have access to Spencer again. His insights will make you think, and his humor will make you laugh. This is your chance to help a man build his dream and support his family. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Spencer Hughes today and subscribe to one of the several levels you can choose from. You will not be disappointed in the content you are going to begin receiving. Patreon.com forward slash Spencer Hughes. Adventurous content the way radio used to be. You know, I've started a show this way before, but people never disappoint me. I'm never surprised by where things wind up going with people because inevitably they always manage to do something that completely disappoints me. Yeah. That's... That's... That's the most accurate thing I think you've ever said. And you've said a lot of really accurate things. Like, I'm always marveling because, like, there's the all of these, like, digital marketer people. And in order to get all of the work done that they need to do, they hire these, you know, pretty inexpensive virtual assistants. And they claim, like, oh, my virtual assistant runs my Facebook group. And he does this for me. And he does that for me. And he's so perfect. And I say to myself, you know, I've always said to myself, there's a reason why someone costs $3 an hour. Right. I mean, I get it. They live in another country. But, I mean, let's take like today, for example. You know, I'm searching for a developer type person and I only want to pay a certain amount of money. So I know I'm not going to get the top-notch, highest quality, but what my idea behind this is that I'm going to have that person write code, then I'm going to go and test the code, and then I'll fix the things that don't work. That way they do the heavy lifting, I do the touch-up. It's kind of like, right. it's kind of like um, if you were to consider like a person who is really good at doing the finishing on a, um, painting a house. So they hire a crew to come in, at a cheap rate to paint the whole house. Right. And then all they do is the finishing part. So they save time and money. Exactly, because they pay the cheaper rate, and then all they have to do is the right touch-ups. And stuff. But I also noticed that people from similar countries to some of these virtual assistants, they still charge 30 35 $40 an hour. And yes, that's cheaper, way cheaper than an American-based developer or a Canadian-based developer. But 
it isn't four dollars an hour. There are virtual assistants from the from the Philippines who charge more than I do. So so okay. Once they exist. Once when I worked for the restaurant delivery service, we had this code base that was huge and it ran our system and it was written in a language called Visual Basic. And quite honestly, the developer who wrote the code wasn't then and still isn't now really that up to date on the modern technology practices. Okay. So, like, his security system was really weird, and, like, how his security system worked was really weird. But it worked. I mean, he thought it through, and it worked. And it's one of those things that, like, someone with more experience would probably say, oh, it's a little too overcomplicated, and it could have been done easier this way. Like, like I'll give you an example. Okay. okay. What I used to do in Visual Basic applications was if there were 12 buttons on a form and your security level only was allowed to get to three of them, there would be zeros in line for the buttons that you're not allowed to have and there'd be ones for the buttons you are allowed to have in a string and I'd pull it back from the database and I'd walk through them. Okay, button number one is a zero. You can't have that one. It's it's removed from the form, etc. <laughs> Well, he did, he did something very different from that and made it way more complicated. But what I'm getting at is we had a particular partner who was cheap. And he knew we needed to get more work done by hiring some offshore developers. And so he found this guy who was $4 an hour. Wow. Well... We decided to try him on a trial basis, and he did a project for us, and I got the code back, and because he didn't know how to step through the code, like a developer should know how to step through the code, like for instance, Mm -hmm. if I don't have the security for something, I put a break where the security check is. I let the code stop there, and then I grab it, and you manually drop it into the rest of the code, and you skip the security check. Everybody knows to do that if you're a programmer. This guy disabled all the security in the application by remarking out the security lines. Disabled all of them. So that's what you get when you pay $4 an hour for a Visual Basic programmer. Someone who is crap. Literal crap. So, okay, fast forward to to today and modern times here where we are now, 10, 15 years later. We need help. With virtual assistants. And so far... Because contrary to popular belief, I can't do it all. First of all, (laughs) we get the chick who tells us how wonderful she is and how she can be available during the hours that, you know, we asked for a two-hour layover between certain hours of our time. And she agreed that she could be available then. And then wasn't available then and then like work that she would do was just awful and she would claim she didn't have the information she needed because she wasn't checking her email that we gave her and so like see you later and she was like a six or seven dollar an hour virtual assistant she wasn't the cheapest we've ever had right then there was the guy Froilan 
or Froilein, oh. whatever the hell his name was. We have who, a whole podcast dedicated to how what a douche yeah, he is. I, I don't remember what episode that is, but I'll put it in the notes. I'll find it, and I'll special. link it to it in the notes. He was special. But that dude was, like, so cocky and kept saying all this great stuff that he could do. And, like, the first – I gave him a blog post to write for my fitness site. Dude and I gave him very words. specific instructions on how to write those blog posts. And he didn't follow the instructions. So you said to me, rightfully so, make him fix it. So I did. And I pointed out what was, look, here's what I asked you to do. Look, this is what you did, which isn't what I asked you to do. Fix it. He said, okay. It was even worse the second time around. <laughs> I so Danny that. tried to convince us that he knew Woo! about search engine optimization and so I gave him a really simple task. There's a spreadsheet. It has the page and what change needs to be made to that page, the next page and what needs to be made to that page, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I give him the tasks, and they should take a good five hours of work to do, maybe ten hours of work to do. And in an hour and a half, he comes back and says he's done. Not only does he say he's done, but he chastises me for giving him such a, quote, easy task, end quote, and wants something, quote, more challenging next time, end quote. So I start, I start asking questions because I immediately look at some of the things on the spreadsheet and I realize that they haven't been done. So I ask him about it. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It's... You know, I'm finished, though. Well, you're not finished. And then that guy went completely ballistic and psycho. and we had Completely. To get, and we had to get rid of him. Okay. Well, like, my favorite memory of him is the fact that he, in his, like, I'm going to be a sasshole ending, he decided to call me Vicky, and then I corrected him about what my name was, and then he was like, and I corrected it to Toria because that's what it is on Slack. And he decided, okay, Victoria. Like, he was just being so... Well, and then that's the guy, if you remember, that's the dude who I I challenged his hour and a half worth of time because he didn't do Jack. Nothing on that spreadsheet was finished. Nothing. Right. I, t- I, I found out after the fact that everything wasn't done. Not a single thing was done. And he tried to say that I asked for the money back because I couldn't afford to pay the measly like six bucks that, that he wanted. Right. You know what? I know you guys out there think that, oh, my God, he challenged somebody for six dollars. Yeah, it's the principle of the thing. You know what? Had that guy just said, yeah, you know what? I was confused and I w- thought all you wanted me to do is browse through the spreadsheet. I didn't know you actually had work that needed to be done on there. I probably would have let the six dollars stand. But he kept arguing that he had done it. Now, come on. If something says, change this text to bold, and you go and you look at it and it's not bold, then it hasn't been done. Right. So at least admit that you didn't do it. Don't try to tell me you did it when you didn't do it. Well, it was really unfortunate that Upwork's policy is what it is, but I understand why it is what it is. Like, I understand that if the activity level was a certain level... That I don't agree with you because there were screenshots of what he was supposed to be doing. And I told them he was supposed to go to a web page, open it up, edit it, and add these things to it. But all they saw in the screenshot, and they admitted it, 
was him scrolling up and down a spreadsheet, up and down a spreadsheet, up and down a spreadsheet. So now ask yourself a question. Do you think maybe he did that because he knew that if I challenged it, they wouldn't accept my challenge because the, as you just said, it, activity level was sufficient? Oh, I know that's why he did it. Yeah, and that's my point. They ha- why, why bother screen recording what someone's doing if you're not going to actually use it to determine whether they actually did the job you asked them to do? You know what's interesting? One of my other clients actually successfully disputed somebody's screen recorded time. And their activity level was high. One C, I'm a believer that the reason that that didn't get approved was because no one really looked at it. No one actually, all they did was look to see if there was something going on during that time. They didn't look to see what that something was. Now, okay, so there's that guy. But then we have this guy, you know, back when we hired... The one lady that ended up getting replaced by the lady that couldn't do the job. Right, the one... We hired them both at the same time because what we were trying to do was try them both out and then either keep them both or pick one that was the best. And she was really good. She yes. She just couldn't work for us anymore. Well, but we don't know sick. if she really was really good because even the guy that I'm about to mention, Willie... Hi, Willie. I know you listen. I see the stats. I know you listen. So hopefully you'll listen to this and maybe learn something. Because I'm not going to be mean. I'm going to be honest. Oh, so I'm not allowed to talk right now. I see. So here's the thing. (laughs) So here's the thing. We hire this guy, Willie. And, like, he's, like, super friendly. He's, like, asking. He's trying to get to know us better. He's, you know, when when you ask him something, he's very respectful. And things are getting done on time. And you keep giving him more and more work because... He keeps completing more and more work. Yeah, it was and, great. And everything looks fantastic. I was very happy. Until about two months into the whole deal. And then you're getting all frustrated because he's not communicating with you anymore. He's not telling you whether he's doing something or not doing something. And the long and the short of it is that we had to have a conversation with him about how he needs to communicate. Right? Do you remember that? Yes. And it went okay. It went smoothly. And then and, things were okay again. And he kept saying how wonderful we were and, you know, we're so nice and all this stuff. Then it happens again where he's starting to slack off. So I say to you, you know what? This dude has other contracts that are taking up his time. And maybe we're not giving him enough hours. And maybe if we really want to keep him and make him busy, we could give him more hours. Right. Now, I know that that sounds counterintuitive, but hey, sometimes people, they make you a lower priority. So even though they promised you 20 hours a week of their time, they try to finish that 20 hours a week in like five hours because they found some other clients that pay them more money. Now, let this be a piece of advice to those of you out there who accept jobs at a low rate. If you find that the job isn't paying you enough money and you need more money, that's perfectly okay. Ask the employer for a raise. Right? Come on now. If you're doing good, if you've worked for somebody for six months and you're doing good work, you're probably going to get a raise. They're going to give you something. If they can't afford much, they're still going to give you something if they want to keep you. Right. And And it just makes sense, right? But this guy doesn't do that. So Willie... That's what you need to do. You need to ask people for a raise. 
If, if you're not making enough money, ask for a raise. If you don't have enough hours, ask for more hours. Is there anything else I can do for you to help and get more hours out of you? Because we would have been happy to give more hours. So, okay. We move forward with this. We push him. We put him basically, it gets to the point where he's basically just doing social media pushes. And even that he's not doing very well. It took forever to convince him that Instagram should not have links in the description of the photo. Right. It's pointless. I remember that discussion too. Took forever to get him to understand that. Well, recently, I woke up after you. You were super early up in the morning. And you came out here in the living room. And I come out and you're like, look at your Slack messages. And I'm like, why? Just look at your Slack messages. So I look at the Slack messages. That's too and angry I'm like, to describe it again. I'm like, oh my gosh. You're in there saying that you hadn't done some task from July 6th that was supposed to be done on July 6th. Still not done. He never said anything about it. And, and marked was, it complete. And then he had marked it complete. And you found all this other stuff that he hadn't done but marked complete. And so you confronted him on it. And by confront him on it, I mean you paused his contract. Now, anyone who uses Upwork knows that when your contract is paused... It doesn't necessarily mean you're about to be fired. It means we don't want to be responsible for paying any more money until we talk about this issue that we have. Some people I've worked with have a tendency that when they're confronted with an issue, they quickly go in and try to complete the issue. And I didn't want that. I wanted to have a conversation about it first. So you made it so he couldn't log time. And I didn't think that was unreasonable. No, and you didn't, and you made it so he couldn't log time. Now, in my tirades of going through everything, I realized that he had LastPass access to a bunch of things he didn't need LastPass access to. I was just going through things. And I removed it. And that's what you say my mistake was. You said that's what triggered all the bad. I don't understand. You that. told me he got an email for everything I removed his access and LastPass from. Yes. Yeah. You said that's what triggered him to end the contract. Well, yeah, because it sounds like he's about to get fired. So rather than get fired, he quits. Which, so my advice to you is, I don't know, ask a fucking question? Well, and that's part of the problem, though. He wasn't communicating, so why would he ask questions? Right. Right. So while I understand that that may have been a little bit triggering for, I don't know, anybody. But then, but then he goes and he rates us. That's the interesting thing. Like Upwork has this rating system and you can't see what you've been rated until you rate the other person. And he went through and rated us a two and a half. Do you know that two weeks ago he was telling me how much he liked working with us and how he thought the Instagram stuff was going really, really well and how happy he was working with us? Maybe three weeks ago. Well, we left a legitimate review that I felt was accurate. I mean, we were honest. Great skills, decent quality of work, poor communication. Well, and this was before you figured out how many things he marked complete that he didn't complete. You're now, right, because if now, I reviewed it now, it would be very different. Now, in all honesty... In all honesty, you have to accept part of the blame for that because you were his supervisor and you weren't supervising him. And that's a lesson you need to learn is you can't just give somebody a bunch of work so that you can go and do a bunch of work and not have to follow up on their work. I you accept all the blame work. for the task that was missed from the end of June. 
I accept none of the blame for the fact that he didn't bother to do the task I was initially pissed off about. Because he should have done it, and it was the weekend. So that one, not so my fault. But the rest of it, but the rest of it. And that's a lesson learned. We've learned a lesson. We're going to move forward, and we'll fix that. But to totally know that you're marking things complete that you didn't do, come on, there's no way you didn't know that you didn't do it. All right, and yet you marked it complete, and then turn around and label us a two and a half. There's something wrong there. I'm not the two and a half here, buddy. I mean, you're lucky that we didn't know about all of the tasks that you completed that you didn't actually complete, or you would have gotten a one because you would because basically, dude, you're a liar. Let's be honest, you're a liar. If you have a ta- task of ten, list of ten things. And you do none of them, but you mark them all complete. You lied. Yep. You lied. That makes you a liar. And, you know, if you weren't paid so cheaply, I would probably go through and look at your timesheets and compare it to the tasks. And for every single thing that you marked complete but didn't complete, I would go back and challenge that time. Every single one. And I bet you you'd owe us money. Lots of money. Because I'm believe I'm of the belief that you charged us for things you didn't do. Now I find out that you're running a website where you're supposedly a virtual assistant service and a web design service and a host of other bullshit. Well, dude, if you hope to stay in business, you need to change this behavior and change it fast. Because clients aren't stupid. They figure it out. And yes, a lot of them will never confront you and they'll chalk it up to, well, it's an investment that I wasted, but I'm not going to argue with the guy. He's been paid. End of story. But most of them, if they were like me, they would challenge every single penny that you charged them. Because you should not charge people for work you don't do. And you shouldn't lie to people and say you completed work. Literally, this entire problem would have been solved by saying, I don't have time to do this for you this week. Can we resume next week? Right. I wouldn't have been mad. The contract would have been ended. Wouldn't have been ended. Everything would be fine. I wouldn't have given myself a brain aneurysm on Monday morning when things weren't done. I did learn how exactly how fast I can complete some of those tasks, though. Well, okay, but... But the point is, why do people do this? Like, it's not the first, second, third, or even tenth time I've seen something like this where... I mean, how about the mobile groomer who... We call him like 50 times. I'm not even exaggerating. And finally I make one more call. And he and he calls me like on a Monday. Yeah. And he says, well, I'm going out of town Wednesday late afternoon. But I could come Wednesday at 7 a.m. if 7 a.m. Is, is good for you. Uh, if it's too early, well, then I can't do anything until I come back. Yeah. And so we make the appointment. And he just doesn't show up. Doesn't show up. Doesn't call. Doesn't answer text. The excuse that I hear is, 
oh, well, he isn't very good at, at maintaining his schedule. Well, first of all, I'm sorry, but if you're a mobile dog groomer, you better make sure that you have your schedule reflected accurately. You better make sure you have your schedule reflected accurately. And this guy just doesn't show up. And he doesn't answer phone calls when we call him. Don't tell me that he didn't know. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I do not understand how people can be so... What is even the word I'm looking for? Because I want to use... It's dis- called inconsiderate. I want to use the word disappointing, but then I feel like the crazy dragon lady from Devil Wears Prada. Well, but like, how many times have we supposedly been planning to meet somebody somewhere, and we're supposed to meet them at a certain time, and we show up, and they're like 35 minutes late, 40 minutes late, no phone call, no text, no nothing. Like, five That's minutes? That's very similar. That's very similar to this situation. It is. It is. Like, if you're the type of person who's perpetually late, then maybe you should leave half hour earlier than you think you should leave, so that you're on time. And if you're that virtual assistant who tries to take on way too much business, at some point you need to figure out. And you know what? Now I'm wondering, now after I don't think you even thought of this, maybe you did. Now that you showed me this whole virtual assistant business, was he farming out your work to somebody else and it just wasn't getting done and he didn't know it? Honestly, I think so. That's the conclusion I came to today. That when I found that I was like, "Oh, I was subcontracted. And you know what? I'm okay with that. But here's the thing. Make damn well sure that you're in control of the projects that you're subcontracting. You have to be in control of them. If you're not in control of them, you're going to just screw everything up. It's a guarantee. Everything will be screwed up. I have zero doubt about that. So what advice can you offer these freaks who do this stupid stuff? For the people doing this kind of inconsiderate shit with businesses, get a better project management system. That's the worst part. You just reminded me of something. We provide a project management tool. Yep, we do. I mean, okay. I subcontract some of the work that I have, right? So, almost all of the people I subcontract for have their own project management system. I take it from their project management system, and I move it into ours for the person who's subcontracting. That way, there's it's I'm being reminded about it in two different places. Like, and I, things very rarely get missed. Right. Very rarely. Obviously, there's one exception. But it was probably like a ten minutes a week task. So that's probably why it got missed. It was pretty insignificant. But still, very rarely. That kind of behavior is just disgusting to me. I'm offended. And then for 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 the people who just can't be bothered to, like, show up for their scheduled things, get a virtual assistant. Find somebody who can manage your schedule for you. Because. I'm just, I don't know. I'm completely and totally amazed that 
people act that way. I agree with your advice to them. I do. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I think you're absolutely right. But I mean, I don't even think that having a virtual assistant will fix it for some people because, like, they'll make an appointment with you. And, oh, I'll meet you at two o'clock. Then they don't show up. Well, I meant for businesses that don't show up for things. If you can't manage your schedule, find somebody who can manage it for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like your clients should have to blow up your phone to remind you of the appointment they have set with you. Yeah. You should be paying somebody to do that. No, you're right about that. It's just, I don't know, it's overall frustrating. And you know what? It honestly took all the way from Monday, so it's been a few days, for me to even be able to articulate how angry I am about the situation. Yeah, I can understand, because you have to process it. I mean, it's kind of how I feel about certain things. I mean, I tend not to let clients go, and that's going to change going forward, because I realized that in order to hit some of the revenue goals that we have, I can't be dicking around with ridiculousness. I I just can't. People, you know, they, they they give you work to do, and then they totally and completely change what it is they want. No, not happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Great, now I'm frustrated all over again. That's funny. So, that's all I've got to say about this issue. And I officially never want to talk about it again. <laughs> Specifically the virtual assistant part. The rest I don't really care about. Anyway, good night everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed this show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.